0: How y'all doing everybody uh welcome back to the checkerboard chat this is episode four uh we'll be recapping the tennessee versus vanderbilt football game as well as <clears throat> uh how the balls fared down in atlantis uh, in the battle of atlantis basketball tournament
1: yeah that's a pretty prestigious tournament for them to win it was a really cool a lot of a lot of great competition there um Proud of, of the guys pulling it through.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a uh, it's an annual holiday. We've been, what, three times? Is I think that, it's is the third three? time. Yeah, sounds right. So we've been three times, uh, and this time we won it all, we're bringing the trophy home. Yes, sir. And like you said, it is a pretty fairly popular, you know, around the holidays type of basketball tournament. Everybody turns it on, whether they have a team in it or not, just because you're talking that's holiday tournament basketball. Yeah.
1: I mean, everybody knows about it, but anybody that watches college basketball knows knows the teams that go there are usually pretty pretty notable basketball teams.
0: Yeah, and so, then, you know, outside of uh um opening weekend where they schedule huge matchups, usually in these tournaments like that you'll get um good quality teams that get yeah. to play, you know. So I mean they, they round, got round real taste of tournament basketball.
1: Yeah, round one you get Butler, who's a notable basketball school. Uh, round two, it's I mean USC USC has always always been good at basketball, and then uh, in the championship you get defending national champion
0: Kansas, number three Kansas. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's huge, huge, huge to pull that out. I think it does give us a ton of momentum and, and confidence, really, oh, yeah. you know, moving forward.
1: Yeah, I, I love to see the the W on the on the win column here. Against uh against a team like that with that much talent, definitely yeah. definitely a good team,
0: absolutely. So that game was won by Tennessee uh, it was a total of sixty four to fifty. Um, it's a big win, you know. You beat them by fourteen points. Kansas never led in this ball game. Not one second of this ball game did Kansas take the lead. You know, so Tennessee came out, um, you know, and they didn't even really play that great. It was. I mean, it was a solid performance. You obviously did what you had to do, but you didn't come out and, you know, kill it. Um, but that's what good defense, and that's what Rick Barnes is going to have, will do for you as a program.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tennessee came out, was a 7-0 lead early in the game. And uh, I I want to say never looked back, but it, it got, it, it was a little close here and there in the 20, 20, 30 range. The, the ball game was... Somewhat close, but it seemed to me in the second half, Tennessee kind of ran away with it towards the end there.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. The first half, like you said, it was it was kind of close. Um, you know, and who was it? Come on, hit that big three right there at the the end of the half. First, yeah, half that, that, that was big. Made it an eight point taking game that, going yeah, into half. Taking that sucker into the locker room with you and and building off of that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely
0: good. <clears throat> um, and like I said, I to me personally, I think the defense, um. Played a huge role in this game. You held Kansas to 50 points. Yeah, that's That's, massive. They've not been held to that. And I think I heard in like, you know, a season and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got one player that's averaging half that by himself anyway. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, somebody done an interview post game and Ziegler had this to say. He said, Well, we know if you can't stop the man in front of you, then you'll have no shot at winning the game. Uh, We just like to play defense and we happen to be good at it. So, and I'm pretty sure. That was why that just came off the ESPN website. Um, And we've talked about that previously um, with Barnes. Anytime you have a Barnes-led team, you're going to have to play good defense. Um, That's just what he does. Look at, uh, to me, one that sticks out. Oh, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield. You know, they were known to be really good defensive players. Uh, Yeah. Kyle Alexander, Eve Pons, uh, Chandler. Chandler played good defense. I mean, you, so if you play for Rick Barnes, you better have a very good understanding and a want to to play defense.
1: Yeah, and uh, Kenny Chandler, a crazy wingspan. You know, Eve Ponds was insanely athletic around the rim. So it's, I don't know if it's a development thing or Rick Barnes knows the kind of guys to recruit to play on the defensive end, whether they have a knack for already being a good defender before they come in or he just knows the body type to go for to teach them to be
0: a good defender? Well, I, I would say it's the first one because the latter, I mean, we've all seen these pictures of Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams from the time they got there to the time yeah, that they left. that's true. They didn't look like these big, mean defensive dudes. No. So, Schofield was um,
1: a – he was a – I call it chuff, chubby buff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's thick, but he was a problem. Yeah. Um, on both sides of the court. Yeah, so, he, he, so here's, he filled go out. Go ahead. Yeah, he did really well. Um, So, you know, talking about the defense. And so here's some stats just, you know, over the entirety of the tournament. Um, So from the start of the tournament to the end of the tournament, we held all three teams to a combined 37% shooting. And then from the three-point line, we held them to 25% shooting. That's all three teams combined. Um, And all of that compiled with being a positive nine on the rebounding numbers. You know, that's that's defense across the board. That's how you do that.
1: Yeah, and that's that's super impressive given the lack of post presence that it seemed like we've had in the past couple games, you know.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, with Butler, we talked about them. They shot, what, an average of 23 threes a game. So yeah. it's not like these teams are, you know, I call those the, the Iowa teams, you know, the classic get it in the paint and don't score until it's in the paint. Right. Not that they don't have the capability, but that's that's what I consider those teams. They just play a little slower. <clears throat> one of the, um, one of those
1: teams that's not gonna take take a shot without getting a paint touch in that position. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, that's but that's what defense gets you. Good defense will hold these teams that are known to shoot the ball well to these bad percentages and um you know, we've we done it in all three, all both offense and defense for all three games. So, that's, you know, we did what we had to do, and we're bringing that trophy home.
1: Yeah, we, and we held their uh, Kansas leading scorer, Jalen Wilson, to uh, uh, I believe it was 14 points. Shot three for 15 on the night for them, which one for five from three. And he, he's a notable guy that uh, he's going to put the ball in the hoop, and he just he didn't against Tennessee.
0: Yeah, uh, and, you know, that may have just been a bad shooting night, but um, I'm sure our defense put the, put the clamps on him a little bit. Um, so some some other stats um, that we had for that game. Vescovia ended up with 20 points, six rebounds, two assists. Uh, Ziegler, the second leading scorer, had 14 points, three rebounds, three assists, and Adou. He only had five points, and so not a whole lot, but he did have three blocks and two steals.
1: Yeah, and and one of those things we talked about in the last episode about uh, about Vescovy uh, not being able to shoot the ball well. You know, he uh, he proved us wrong. Definitely, definitely got out of that slump a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean he. Well, I mean you know twenty points. He, he I don't know, man. He's uh, I didn't. I thought he was in the slump, but then I was like, well, you know, you can't hit them all, but. He really came and showed out in that Kansas game. Um, I did think he had a much better performance in this game than he did the first two. But, you know, we have good other guys. We have a good bench. So that's what helps us in that. And that's another thing. We didn't even play with Josiah Jordan James the entire tournament. Yeah, that's we true. Won.
1: Our, uh, our arguably the best player on our team, the, you know, the glue that holds it all together. And uh, still still came away with a tournament win.
0: Oh yeah, um. So Vols play again what Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday 16, against
1: McNeese. Yeah,
0: McNeese, McNeese. Uh, don't even know what their mascot is. This is one of those <laughs> you paid them to come in and and take a a whooping and go home. Oh, that's what you hope. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. We've seen those turn out in the uh the opposite direction. I.e., looking at you, Georgia State.
1: Huh. don't even, don't even. <laughs> so McNeese is uh I mean, just two and four on the year.
0: that's like a perfect trap game for us, though, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the game one they put up one hundred and ten against the team, so.
0: who whoo! Well, hopefully the defense steps up and they don't end up with one hundred and ten points.
1: Yeah, that would be um, miserable. Their, their their last game they played against Baylor and lost uh, by almost thirty. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I figured this would be one of those games where we're favored by fifteen to twenty plus. Um, should be. Should be. But I'm excited for that one. So, of course, anytime you get to see uh, a dude in orange, put it on and go out there and give it his all, I'm going to be tuned in. So,
1: yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here to watch and and, uh, give our opinions on stuff that happens when guys that wear orange play sports. That's, I mean, it's as simple as as it can be.
0: Yeah. So that was Friday night. And then, of course, Saturday, you know, Tennessee had a big football game. I say big, but. It was Uh, last game of the year, a chance to go ten to two. Yeah, Uh, so we played Vanderbilt, and that turned out to be about exactly how I thought it was going to go. I did discredit our offensive running game when I gave my final prediction last week.
1: Yeah, and Um, we discredited our defense for sure. But again, it is Vanderbilt. But the the fact that we held a team to zero points is especially after giving up sixty three to South Carolina. Uh, you, I mean, you I, don't a, you a... I don't think South Carolina's. I don't think South Carolina is sixty-three points better than Vanderbilt.
0: No, no, no. absolutely Just my not opinion. Not. Um. But you know, you, you came out, you did what you had to do, you got the job done. Um, yeah. Defense was really impressive to me. Um, like I said, you could hold an FCS school to zero points, and to me, that's a. You, I mean, you're talking about other college kids playing football. Yeah. Same sport you're playing.
1: Kids on scholarship to play play football.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you, you held that team to zero points. Excellent effort out there. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on as far as, you know, just talking about the team is I do think Joe Milton was received pretty well uh, by the team. We You know, we last episode or the episode before that, one of the two, we had those questions as, you know, are they going to accept him the way that they accepted Hooker? Um, of course, that's because this past week we've heard all this, locker room culture talk whatever uh, yeah i think
1: josh Hopple shut that down pretty good maybe. without without name dropping on kirk herb street he uh kind of
0: <laughs>
1: he kind of said what needed to be said
0: yeah so but you know leading up to the game we didn't all know that we didn't know that he was going to say all those things so i was kind of like well you know hey is he going to come out and be you know accepted just like hooker was or you know is he? are they all on the same page which obviously they showed out they did uh they they show that there's there's that, there's certainly not a problem in the locker room.
1: Yeah, and I don't I don't think so. And you know th- that was a rumor. It, it could or could not be true, but it seems to me like the team is uh, getting getting along just fine.
0: Yeah, that was evident. So, uh, first time finishing ten and two since what two
1: thousand three? Oh three. Massive Def- accomplishment. Definitely good for the. Team good for the program going forward. It's gonna be good for recruiting, which uh I don't know if we're gonna to touch on it, but pretty good uh five star defensive lineman we got a few days ago. Absolutely. So uh, um just looking good.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean so ten and two, and that's the thing, you know, you think ten and two after how we started the season. I mean sure I can see how that's a letdown, but at the same time, like we've said before, you give any fan ten and two at the beginning of this year and every one of them take it. Um, no, especially without if you a doubt. tell them that you beat Alabama, <laughs> so without a doubt. um so obviously going bowling we're looking at a New year six bowl have yes. the very inkest slightest possibility um uh, still have to look at the playoff, but yeah
1: uh, a lot a lot has to happen um, and when we both understand that we're not here feeling you full of sunshine and daisies saying that we there's a, there's actually a shot at it. It's probably not gonna happen. But, you know, there is, a, there is a chance.
0: Hey, it's it's enough of a chance that ESPN still has to put us on their graphics when they put it up on They TV. have to.
1: They have to.
0: <laughs> so, obviously, like like you said, you know, we're realistic for the most part. So, that's probably not going to happen. So, you're looking at one of the other, what, four New Year's Six Bowls? Um, yeah, and I, I think,
1: think it depends on if uh, if Alabama sneaks its way in, which – don't get me started on them being ranked ahead of us. It it makes no sense. We'll touch on that here in a little while. But if they sneak into the playoff, that's a uh, sugar bowl for Tennessee.
0: Oh yeah, especially with LSU losing to Texas A and M, yeah, that boots them clear out of that spot. Definitely. Um, so you know that's a lot to look forward to. That's a could be depending on the matchup. That could be a huge game. I mean, I've seen a lot of predictions say Tennessee versus Clemson. Um, another possibility, depending on how they place things on Tuesday when the CFP comes out, um, could you imagine getting Ohio State in the, I don't know, Citrus Bowl? Is that what they lot? Yeah,
1: I, I know it's uh, – I'm not sure what the uh, draw is for Citrus exactly, but that, that would be that would be a good matchup, I think, Tennessee and Ohio State. It's not – in the correct bowl that Tennessee fans wanted to match up with Ohio State, but uh, <laughs> it would be a matchup with Ohio State nonetheless.
0: Nonetheless. Um, so, you know, um, defense came out and and showed up good. So we won the game. We won the game going away, and we're going to cover um, some more stuff inside the game. Uh, we just touched on, you know, what the bowl possibility may be. Here's a stat um, that I found after the game that, for whatever reason, blew my mind. So, when I told you that the score was 56 to nothing, would you have believed me if I told you that Tennessee was only going to have the ball for 16 minutes and 15 seconds out of that entire game?
1: If you had told me that, I probably would have been like, what? And especially after looking at the rushing yards. Because usually, you know, if you if you have a lot of rushing yards, your time of possession is going to be pretty high. Oh, longer, yeah. But the fact that uh, – Vanderbilt had the ball for three fourths of that game,
0: forty-three minutes and forty-five seconds. Yeah, and uh,
1: Tennessee Nick had a fat goose egg, just over fifteen minutes.
0: I mean, goodness gracious! You have to do you realize how, that's that's entirely too long to have the ball to show up with no points. Zero, of course, I'm okay. glad they did, but that's just that's awful. Yeah. It's um, not good. Uh, another thing I absolutely adored to see on my TV was how Hooker embraced Milton when he came onto the sidelines and stuff. Yeah. You know, he kept the boys hot.
1: That was really cool. Um,
0: yeah, super cool. So, I'm I'm glad he traveled with the team. I just kind of – I don't know. I guess I just assumed he wouldn't even travel. Yeah, but me too.
1: But, it says but a lot about he, we say travel. He, he did just go to Nashville, but still.
0: Yeah, two and a half hours, three, three hours away or so. So, um, you know, uh, covering some of the – we've touched on the defense. So, covering some offense. You know, Joe Milton has his cannon of an arm. It did rain the entire game. Some of the balls were overthrown. Some of them were perfect on the money. Um, you know, I do you think that that's something that can be fixed or do you think that that was rain-related? Or, of course, we've seen it since he got his start last year. He was known for overthrowing balls. Um, and he is getting better, but there's still some that are 10 yards too long.
1: Yeah, I think he overthrew quite a few. Even in, uh, even in that game against Vanderbilt, but uh, you never know if it's dependent on the the weather or outside it factors. It
0: rained a lot, you know yeah. that. But I would, I would imagine that that would make the ball just a tad bit slicker and not launch at eighty five like he did. Yeah, I mean he's got an absolute hundred mile an hour monster. But so, <clears throat> go ahead. Um, so after so to that now it's sunday, so we we were cruising on Twitter earlier, uh getting some stuff ready for the show. The Tennessee balls have now jumped up to number seven in the a p poll uh
1: you know, I like moving up obviously it, it takes some people to lose ahead of you for you to move up or a massive win, and we we got both you can call Vandy a massive win it the point spread was. Massive. But the fact that we are still behind Alabama is a head-scratcher.
0: Yes. So, <clears throat> Alabama has zero current top ten wins. That's that's a fact. Not a single LSU, one. Not a single one. LSU lost to Texas A&M, the Vandy of the West. And it wasn't even close. Yeah. And LSU is a team that beat Alabama. So, you know, Alabama beats this LSU, or Alabama got beat by an LSU team. They got beat by Texas AM. So they have no top 10 wins. The common opponent that we have is LSU and Vanderbilt. We beat them, or we held Vanderbilt scoreless. They did not. And we beat them by one more point than they did. So yeah. they scored 55. We scored 56. We absolutely demolished LSU. At oh, yeah. LSU's house. At LSU. Of course, that, I guess you can say the same thing for us. Well, you beat a bad LSU team that got beat by Texas A&M. Well, they ranked number five when Alabama played them. Uh, what, where were they ranked when we played them?
1: I don't know Was if they were. 20s? Or they might have been top 20, maybe.
0: Maybe. In that 20 so, to 25 range, probably. <clears throat> but So, saying all that to say, you know, Alabama being ahead of us is, is a head-scratcher. Uh, now, I will say, I don't know what the AP polling committee take into effect, you know, other than record, do they say, hey, Tennessee does no longer, you know, they don't have their Heisman caliber quarterback anymore, so that's obviously a factor. But do they factor that into the rank rankings?
1: I, I could see why they would, but I've also seen them in the past with teams not consider – the personnel on the team just consider the body of work.
0: Well, I mean, to me, you would say that that's kind of fairly obvious being as you earned that ranking off of games already played, not yeah. looking forward and saying, oh, well, we can only give them 10 because their running backs out instead of the eight that they should have deserved or the seven that they deserve right. <laughs> because somebody's out in the future. That game's not been played yet, so you can't rank me based on something that's not happened
1: yet yeah yeah I mean you can look at joe milton and and say he's not gonna be as talented or as accurate as or what have you when it comes to in Hooker. but he's I mean the offense is not gonna change everything's still gonna be the same Hopple said it himself they asked him somebody asked him a question does your offense change he says no not at all we we're no, gonna run the same no, offense no. obviously you're gonna have different sets based on uh your strength and weaknesses versus what quarterback you have out there, but right. the offense is still going to be the exact same.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and you know, if you have to change your entire scheme to fit a quarterback, not saying the quarterback's bad. I'm just saying you're expecting everybody else to play up to just what one player can handle. Yeah. So no, you. I, this is what Tennessee's going to run, and that's why he's going out and recruiting the guys that he thinks can run that offense.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the way to do it. Really, if you want to be successful, uh, there are coaches that that recruit players just based off of being extremely talented and then changing their scheme to fit that player. But it's far few between of coaches that are actually able to succeed doing that.
0: Yeah, well, you turn around and you look at the situation between Hooker and Hyatt. So they luckily do play similar styles. um, You know, the playbook's already been initiated. That's just what they have um so they just they take that and they run with it and that's what you're going to use and luckily milton has adapted his only issue is just his overthrows just a tad yeah uh, which i mean kind of leads me Go
1: ahead. i hope they can reel that in uh, he's got plenty of time to do it before next season starts so
0: yeah well you got what spring training i mean he's got all off season to work out we, get getting better shape he's already in good shape but you
1: shape. get bowl practices
0: yeah bowl practices And you're going to play in a bowl and a New Year's Six Bowl against a quality opponent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's going to help. But that does kind of lead me to this question for you. Uh, Do you think Joe Milton, if he can add that bit of touch next year, do you feel that he has the capabilities to do the things Hooker did this season and be a Heisman candidate? Or is it even if he adds that little bit of touch on those long passes, he's still just not the athlete. He's not the guy that Hooker was.
1: I think all he needs is the touch. Put a little bit more air under the ball, and he can do some incredible things that we've never seen a quarterback do just because of that insane arm strength he has. We've not seen many guys come through college or NFL that have the power to throw it that far.
0: When when you get the ball – and you do the little shuffle to the side, and both feet stay on the ground. You're, you're planted on the ground, and you can still sling it almost 70 yards. Yeah. Flat-footed. There's not,
1: many, there's not many guys even in the NFL that can make that throw. There's
0: not guys in the NFL that can crow-hop and chuck it 70 yards. Yeah. So, um, I kind of had the same feeling. Um, I still, even if he does add a bit of touch, even in the offseason, I don't know that he is just – of course, I I'm not saying he's not athletic. He's obviously busted off some big runs. If he, you know, finds himself in a jam, uh he can he can escape with his feet. Uh, another thing I really liked that I seen during the Vanderbilt game is he went through progressions.
1: Yeah. You know, he didn't he he, locked
0: he... on to one dude and just throwing it. He he would shift and and look, you know, sideline to sideline until he found somebody open.
1: Yeah, I think he's getting a lot better at that stuff too. Um not zeroing in on one guy. You know, even though it may be the number one receiver, the defense is probably eventually going to figure out that's where you're going to go with the ball. He, so, and I think he did a pretty good job at at uh, keeping his head on a swivel, finding the open guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, did he get sacked?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think he. I don't think Vanderbilt recorded a sack.
0: I don't think so either because that was <clears throat> one thing that I was looking up as I was going on. So he did have zero sacks. Zero um, sacks. So as I was looking, you know, at it, I, I thought it was pretty impressive that a we didn't take a sack and b we didn't turn the ball over yeah. in that horrible condition. It was it rained the entire game. If you watched on TV, you could see um, even Cole. was it um yeah, on the sideline He was like, "There's there's been a span of about four minutes during this entire game that it has not rained." So. <laughs> Uh, you know not the best of conditions which means you know looking at the stats he was 11 for 21 for 147 yards and one touchdown last week we asked the question over under 300 passing yards well he didn't even get half that but i don't think that that's a joe milton or a play calling issue i think that was just draining cats and dogs for you know 55 minutes of a 60 minute game
1: yeah and uh one one of the uh, things I brought up when when I tried to answer that question in our last episode was if he connects on all the deep balls he throws, and of course you're not going to connect on all of them, but if he connects on more than one, more than two or three, I think he he reaches that 300 no problem, because he uh he missed on three or four of them, I think, maybe even more than that if we go back and watch yeah. it, but uh I think if he if he can uh, learn to get a little bit more touch under that. Under that ball, it's uh gonna be dangerous in the SEC next year. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so, you know, it's it's I feel weird because I'm I'm happy. Tennessee if you're a Tennessee fan, you had a good weekend. You know, we won the battle for Atlantis, we beat Vanderbilt pretty bad. Uh, but at the same time it is sort of a, a sad moment because the regular season is now over. I feel like I blinked and now we're here. Oh, it went so fast, man. So fast. It does every year. Uh um. But some of the stats for that game, we you know, we just read off Joe Milton's, the big game, big thing of the game, rushing. My goodness, that's a it was a track meet, dude. Track meet. If them boys was on, and the only train, one team showed up.
1: <laughs> track meet and only one team showed up. But there were thirty-one uh, rushing attempts combined for uh, for everyone and three hundred sixty-two yards. That's, that's eleven. That's eleven point seven per per attempt.
0: For what? Five touchdowns between Six. combined. Six.
1: Six total touchdowns rushing.
0: Goodness gracious!
1: You gotta count Princeton fans rushing touchdown.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. I didn't put that down here, but you're right. Um. So going, you know, we'll we'll start. Uh, Jalen Wright went five carries for a hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns.
1: That's 32 per carry. That's 32 yards every time you touch the ball.
0: That is insane. And a long of
1: 83.
0: Yeah, he was the one that ripped off. That wasn't even the longest one, was it? Wasn't there an 86 yard? Uh, No, it was
1: 83 and 80.
0: Okay, so I don't know where I came up with that number. 83. I mean, the other guy had an 80, so that's impressive in itself. Yeah. Dylan Sampson was 12 carries for 131 yards and one touchdown. Um, Jabari Small was 11 carries for 79 yards and 2 touchdowns Um, so that you know as you just mentioned we were over 300 yards rushing on the ground
1: yeah 362
0: which makes me think you know Hyatt or not Hyatt Hypel knows what he's doing he knows okay this is not working it's raining cats and dogs it just makes me confident in him as a coach basically to be able to to you know, flip that switch and take it from a pass-heavy game to a run game. Because I mean, Milton came out slinging it. It's not like he was. We came out conservative. He came yeah. out, and within three plays, he'd had one thrown to the end zone, just overthrew by ten yards.
1: Right, and it was uh, it was really just a. Josh Apple saying, "Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna mix in a few passes, short, long, whatever. But otherwise, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run the ball, and you're not gonna stop it. So here we go."
0: Because you can't stop it. Yeah. So.
1: Because you're Vanderbilt.
0: <laughs> because you're you're the little brother. You are candy, and you play in and West. There was more orange there than there was them.
1: Oh yeah, it was. Uh, there always I, I, is. I think some of the TV guys said it was like seventy percent. Oh, orange.
0: That's, that's well. That's to be expected.
1: Yeah, I mean. And uh, could you imagine being one of their uh, no seniors on senior night? No,
0: and having because that that night. was their senior night. <laughs> oh, um, so a couple more stats. Jalen Hyatt was three catches for eighty six yards. Um, he had a pretty good long catch, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it
1: was sixty one yards. It was in the first yeah. drive, a long way down the left side.
0: Mm-hmm. That was a good. I mean, pretty catch. Pretty yeah, throw. It was good.
1: It was. It was a good throw. It was. It was one of the few that. Milton was dead on accurate deep ball, and it was his first oh, deep ball.
0: Yeah, and then he just forgot after that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, and then another one that really caught my eye was Roman Harrison on defense. He had four total tackles, three solo tackles, and two sacks. I felt like I seen him all over the place. Well, even though he may not have you know recorded a sack or another solo tackle, I feel like he done things in the game to cause Vanderbilt to make mistakes.
1: Yeah, Roman Harrison, he had a, he had a really good game in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so, uh, that's you know, covering pretty much most of the Vanderbilt game. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can say. We just we went out there, we done whatever we wanted to on the ground. We won fifty six to nothing. They held the ball for three fourths of the game and still couldn't record any points. Um, but that's what we've come to expect from the little brother out west. Uh, you know, I, but I will say this, please don't shoot me. I kind of like their coach. <laughs> Clark Lee. <laughs> he just, I mean, he looks like a, you know, a tough guy, he, but he looks like he knows football. Um, and I listened to his interviews. I, 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 I don't know. I like him.
1: Good. I mean, um, good for them. I, I hope he's super successful in every game except the last one every year,
0: every game, except the one that Tennessee plays in. And yeah. then we are going to do what we did today or yesterday.
1: Yeah, because, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The past 10 years, it's been a competitive series, you can call it, between Tennessee and Vanderbilt. But before that, I mean, this game's not even worth calling it a rivalry.
0: No. I mean, and look what we had to deal with. So, the past 10 seasons, we were 5-5 five and five with them. Yeah. But look who we had at the helm. We had Jeremy Pruitt. We've had Butch Jones. Yeah. So that that don't cover the whole ten years. Who was the one before that? Was that Dooley? It was Dooley, but
1: Butch was here in uh, fourteen, I think. So yeah, so I had two years to Dooley.
0: So look at what you had to deal with. So Heupels came in, and of course, his post game interview I really loved. He talked about the whole locker room culture. He shut that talk down, you know, and then he talked about how they've come in, they've done what they've had to do to put this program on the right direction. He was like, you know, nobody would have thought when the when he was hired day one, and he even mentioned it, with 35 dudes in the transfer portal and everything, yeah. if, you know, nobody would have thought in a million years Tennessee would win 10 games in the first two years. Well, yeah, It was an
1: afterthought for, uh, for people to think Tennessee would be successful this early in his tenure. And, uh, yeah. They're coming out proving some people wrong, and we we can only hope that uh, they replicate the same next season and perform even better.
0: Yeah. So but you know, a, but a lot like, of that
1: rides on Hinton Hooker. You know, he was he was was it was it all the talent of Hinton Hooker making us look better than we were? I guess, I mean, I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, that's to be seen. Um Goodness, we're going to miss that kid. Even if Joe Milton comes out and does great, you're, we're going to miss Hooker.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hooker, it just seems like a stand-up. The guy you want in your locker room.
0: Yeah, so. Oh, for sure. Um, but then, so now that the regular season's over, I know we touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, we're going bowling. We were going bowling halfway through the season. So we knew that we were going to end up him for a long time. We – had a legitimate shot at the playoffs, um, that's pretty much over with. Although, yeah. mathematically, it's not impossible. But it's, it's not Realistically, impossible. I mean, if you ask me if we're going to get in to the playoffs over an Alabama team that's ranked in front of us, or Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back first. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But, you know, uh, it sucks that you lost to South Carolina. You put yourself in this situation, so – I uh, can't really be mad at anybody but us. We just didn't show up to play that game. <clears throat> so now we're sitting here at ten and two looking at what New Year six bowl we're going to because we're bound to go to one now. I mean, even if they do take Alabama, that puts us in line for the Sugar Bowl.
1: Yeah, if they if, they right. take, if some if Alabama sneaks into that playoff, then it uh I think Tennessee's first in line for the Sugar Bowl. If Alabama does not sneak in, then Tennessee is in line for the Orange Bowl in Miami I think are the two most realistic uh, destinations for Tennessee to go bowling.
0: Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Seen several predictions. uh, Tennessee versus Clemson. I've seen if for whatever reason it's weird because I've seen people predict maybe it could potentially be Tennessee, Ohio State. But then it's weird when ESPN turns on their percentage to make it graphic. Ohio State's still hovering around eighty five to ninety percent to make the yeah. playoffs.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, there's only uh, one one of the two teams in the three and four range have to lose for Ohio State to get in there. It's uh, a <clears throat> TCU loses the uh, conference championship State. to K State or USC loses the conference championship to Utah, and Ohio State slides right back in that. Oh. But if both of those lose, TCU and USC Ohio state slides up to three probably. And then, then Tennessee fans get a really good chance to be really riled up if they rank Alabama ahead, which if they do anything like the AP poll did, Alabama is going to be that next team in.
0: Well, we talked about it, you know, they don't have any top 10 ranked wins. Uh, They've lost to us and LSU. LSU turned out not to be that great, you know, of a team after losing to Texas A&M, they were ranked in the top five But that doesn't necessarily mean you're a great program or a great team. Um, Just like, you know, we were ranked number one, and we got beat by Georgia and then South Carolina. So it's not hard to, you know, quote, unquote, fall from heaven. But uh, so Georgia's in. I think Georgia's in regardless, no matter what. Yes. They could even lose to LSU, and they're probably still in. Yes. Okay. Michigan's kind of in the same boat to me. They yes, could Michigan. I think they Georgia and Michigan are in, no matter what. Regardless. TCU loses, they're out.
1: More than likely, yes.
0: More than likely, right? So, And then who they got, USC right now? Is that USC. Number four? Uh, and obviously if they lose, they're going to drop, and they will be out because they're number yes. four. Uh, who was five?
1: Uh, in the, in the AP, AP poll? I believe it's Ohio State's five.
0: Which blows my mind. You got demolished at home. And you went from what two to five? Yep. Tennessee was one. Got beat by fourteen on the road. We went from one to five. And we fell from one to five. To, I mean, make it make it. and as far as everybody other talking head in the media has said, Tennessee has a better strength of schedule, mm-hmm. a better strength of record, better wins. Um, so you know, and I, we can sit here and say all we want to that South Carolina sucks and South Carolina this, but they've beaten two top ten teams in back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back weeks, um, two top ten teams. Which jumped them up to 20, I think, i seen in the AP poll. So you, yeah. Now you can say that that South Carolina loss was to a top-20 team, but you still – we had the talent, we had the coaching, we had everything, you know, at our feet, and we just fumbled that ball. Yeah, it
1: was just – uh not a good showing on that, that week, and uh, unfortunately, that's going to be the nail in the coffin for Tennessee, more than likely.
0: More than likely. But, like we said, you know, it's hard to be too upset when we're sitting here talking about going to Miami to play, you know, like an Ohio State or a, a Clemson in a big, you know, fancy New Year's Six Bowl. So yeah, or New, we'll New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Or New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Who's going to turn that down? Yeah. So uh, that's that's where we're at. Um, moving on, we're gonna have to discuss the weekly pick segment.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, you need some I milk.
0: Should, I'm struggling.
1: That boy needs some milk.
0: <laughs> so I ended up going the one plug. for two. Yeah, I'm I'm bad. Insane. Uh, although it was Damn an bad. improvement over last week. Last week it was over three.
1: Uh, oh, and three to one and two. Maybe maybe yeah, next week you go hey. two and one.
0: Upward trajectory, you know what I'm saying? Um, so now I'm sitting on the season at one and five. The only one that I did win was perfect scenario for me because I took Florida plus nine and a half, but they yeah. still lost the game. Yeah, perfect we, scenario.
1: We thought that was the most questionable of your three picks. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. The other two, uh, not so much. Ohio State got the brakes beat off of them, and then my other pick, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what that one was. Um. Who was that? Let's see. LSU and Texas A&M. Yes, not great. They let me down big time. So I'm sitting at one and five. Chase, on the other hand, uh, is four and two. He's above five hundred.
1: I'm uh, looking looking pretty good. Uh, I had the TCU Iowa State game pegged. I thought TCU would go in there and take care of business, and they did beat them like a drum. And then uh, Utah and Colorado, I thought Utah would take care of business against a 1-10 Colorado team, and they did. They destroyed them.
0: They destroyed them.
1: (laughs) The one I had as a head-scratcher and I thought was a lock was uh, Coastal Carolina to keep it within 14 against James Madison. But uh, boy, was I wrong. They got blown out. They got smoked by James Madison, and uh, if anybody tailed me on that one, I am sincerely apologize. I did not do my research before that because apparently Grace McCall <laughs> did not play. for culture. No,
0: and that was that was kind of a I didn't find out until last minute. Of course, the information could have been out there, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, all I know is Jamie Chappell missed his shot to take a job if he was offered one in the past two years because. He's not looking so hot this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the team's record's still pretty good, but uh, without Grayson McCall,
0: the – uh, ball game. Different ball game without that quarterback. <laughs> so, but yeah, so so what we're going to do moving forward is, you know, we still have bowl games and, of course, the national championship and all that to work with um, for the rest of football season. But after that, we're going to pick, I would assume, still just do three and three apiece. Yeah, probably um, just some, some college basketball.
1: Games. Maybe maybe yeah. throw a few NFL games in there. Just you know, just whatever yeah. whatever, whatever we, we were thinking.
0: Do. Yeah. Yep. So we'll pick something. We're gonna keep it going. Just a continuous running thing. It's a little competition between us and, you know, whatever they wanna do. If you feel like wagering on it, we don't advise that, but be our guest. <laughs> um if you're and if you're going to, don't listen to me.
1: that's uh that's been proven so far uh do not follow alex
0: (laughs) absolutely not so um, yeah it'll come it'll come back um so football season's over next weekend we have or this coming weekend we have the sec championship game correct that's just played this weekend tennessee's not in it but that will be a matchup between georgia and lsu um of course, Georgia, number one team in the country. LSU fell to 11? 10? 11? No, 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So LSU fell to 11. Um, should be. Uh, depends on what LSU team you get, really, I guess. You get the one that showed up against Texas AM. Georgia's going to beat them by 50. Yep. I agree with that. You get that. the one that uh, played, you know, Alabama and who was it? Anyway, you get the one that played in Alabama and it's gonna be a little bit of a closer game. Yeah, I think so. Um Championship weekend, so I mean Tennessee's not in it, but we do have a matchup this coming Wednesday, uh, for the for the men's team against McNeese. So we'll be following up with that. Uh we're gonna do a pregame podcast or are we just gonna wait till uh, after and do one. It'll
1: probably probably be an after a post game.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to cover on that yeah. anyway, so we'll just we'll do we recap. might
1: we, we might go some pregame against some of the bigger SEC matchups when they come.
0: Yeah, or especially yeah, we can do the SEC game. So what? That's what we'll do. Um, the uh, so we'll cover that game uh, probably Wednesday night, Thursday somewhere around in there. Uh, we also we'll have the CFP to talk about. That's going to come out Tuesday, Definitely. I would assume, just like regular uh, time schedule.
1: Yeah. So we'll we'll, cover have, all we'll that. have some rankings to cover. We'll have some. Well, uh, I'm going to be just, redneck
0: mad when it comes out and we're behind no. Alabama.
1: Yeah, well, that's to be expected when you're a Tennessee fan, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, all right, so that's going to wrap up episode four for us, guys. Uh, we look forward to talking to you and covering up the McNeese game and some of the college football rankings on episode five. Till then, y'all be good. Player. I was up in my room, I left the stereo play Was it faded? Not faded.